Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbers. After dispatching the abomination at the expense of Flumpf and Becca, Gary, the crew, and Yargin head into Longreach through the cover of the snowstorm. They enter the Just Over There Theater, where Yargin introduces them to the hidden ensemble slash resistance of Longreach. As they prepare to plan, a mysterious figure appears, who Yargin refers to as Reclaimer Captain Logan. I do declare, Yorana is back in Central. Reclaimer Captain Logan, I can explain. No need. I'm here to help. I beg your pardon? I've been keeping an eye on you for a while here. He surveys the room and everyone in it. Andrew, Priscilla, John. Knew all you folk couldn't have fled that fast. Some of the ensemble shrink away from his gaze as he continues to take in his surroundings. And? I see Longreach has some new residents as well. He turns to you, Gary. What brings you to Longreach? We're here to help. Help with what? Gary looks at Yargin. Yargin is definitely, like, you look at him and he's definitely tense. Okay, that, that tells me a lot. Help with the community theater. Hmm. And he smiles a little bit. You see Reclaimer Captain Logan, He the, this tall... Nine foot tall, basically silverback gorilla looking dude with golden plate mail armor and the wings, these black, almost leathery feathered wings stretching out from behind him. He kind of squints at you and like just lets out a puff of air. My apologies, uh, Ray, family, everyone. This is a uh, head of the reclaimers here at a long reach. Reclaimer Captain Logan. Hi. Uh, sorry. You want to help? How? I'm not sure how aware you are, Rockbottom. I worked under Rengar's father, Theron, for the last few decades of his reign. When Rengar took over, he had bold ideas for making Longreach a paradise for all its people. 
but it's clear he's lost his way. Mass imprisonments, asinine laws. I'm tired of seeing our people sick and starving, not to mention the labor camps. Right. So, I'm, I'm sure you've recognized all the faces around? Yes. And then he turns to you, Ray, and he says, How did you find your way in without being spotted? Well, uh, under the cover of the weather and darkness. Where are you coming from? I am coming from far, far away. Ah, Green Barrow. Very well. How can I be of assistance? And you see, like, the vibe is just bad. This dude is here. (laughs) Jorgen looks at him and he goes, Right, um, we're just getting the new folk oriented. Uh, How long have you known? I've known something was up for the last season or so. I knew these people couldn't have gotten away so fast. I didn't know they were here, but... I figured you must have had something to do with it. Right. Uh, well, I suppose uh, you can have a seat and pray, uh, everyone else. If you have any questions, now's the time. Um, yeah, Gary will walk over to Yargin. Hmm. Yargin's not terribly close to Logan, is he? No. It's possible this guy wants to help, but don't trust him completely you say this and you're like watching him he knows you're talking about him yeah yeah, but he's like he's doing his best to just kind of be like "Mm -hmm," and he's like looking around at the rest of the people in the room and Jorgen looks at you and he nods and he says alright lad I don't feel very comfortable however this is the head of the reclaimer force in town I'm not quite sure how we should handle this he could be a spy or maybe he just wants power my thoughts exactly. What do you think, Ray? I'm not sure how he can prove loyalty. We'll have to come up with something. In the meantime, Logan, what can you tell us about, well, anything about what's going on? You mentioned labor caps. Aye, and the underhand hold. You familiar? Well, I've heard whisperings, but don't know much. Underhand Hold is a mass prison beneath the upper districts. Almost everyone who gets arrested is sent there to mine for resources. It's a major economic pillar for long reach. So, do you think that's why there have been more mass arrests? Just free labor? I don't know if that's the cause, but it's definitely what's going on. It breaks my heart, but try as I might, there's no getting through to Rengar. The people of long reach deserve better. And I'd like to use my position to help atone for my role in what's happened here. Right. But how can we trust you? I suppose you can't. Unless you can come up with some way for me to prove my loyalty. I'd like to offer my services in whatever way I can. However, as someone who is so terribly close to his highness, I will not be able to do anything massive, at least not in broad daylight. Did you have any ideas in mind? Well... My first idea was to come to you, see what all of you people were trying to plan. Clearly you're getting organized. Maybe I can help. What exactly are you trying to accomplish in regards to Rengar? I'm not sure we can trust you completely with that information yet. If you can't trust me, then you should kill me now. What's to stop me from bringing the rest of the Reclaimers here now? You feel Calvin kind of grab your leg. Suppose we have 
No choice. I was thinking of a little assassination attempt. You say that, and even though everyone in the room is like probably on par with that, yeah, you see Yargin goes, Regicide. <laughs> but all the other like theater kids hiding under this stage just kind of go like, Ugh. And there's like a weird discomfort in the area. Ah, Jorgen the King Killer. I mean, no, not really, but you know. <laughs> anyways, it's worked before the stories. But then, who takes his place when he's gone? What's to stop another one just like Rengar from coming up? Perhaps not a monarchy, but something more democratic. Well, we already have a court in place, but it's not functioning like most of the courts across the land. There's no jury. It's really all up to Rengar, so do you think it'd be wise to instill a proper functioning court? Maybe with proper rules and regulations? Yeah, something like that. And do you really think that killing the current judge is going to instill faith in the system that you build with his blood? Perhaps not, but it would free all this free laborers. I suppose. So, your plan is to just storm the castle? You and your little troop here, take him out? Well, it would not be all in one go. It would be multiple acts of subterfuge and espionage and striking at the right time. I'm quite familiar with the Longreach Palace. If Logan were to help us, I could see us taking it apart from the inside like a he suggested. Captain. Yes. How many soldiers are under your command? I've got about 30. Does that account for the entire reclaimer force of Longreach? Aye. We have a couple of agents out. I could call them back. With the people patrolling the surrounding areas who are out on specific missions, that brings the reclaimers up to about 50. However, reclaimers live very well under Rengar. We get to stay in the Royal District. We get paid well, fed well. So long as we do what he asks, we live a good life. I would find it difficult to believe that they would all just join us, or wouldn't go to him first. If you jeopardize me, then all of you are just next. Yeah, perhaps a few are close to you and loyal to only you, but I think they could easily take out whatever ragtag army we can scrounge up here. I hate to put so many innocents at risk. I'd rather handle this with a few people I can trust. Well, well, Ray, do you think maybe there's a way to, uh, to accomplish this peacefully? This guy, just from the sound of it, just don't seem like the type. Rengar is misguided, and I've tried to show him reason, but thus far I've failed. I could see us potentially trying to persuade him, but I do think, unfortunately, it's time for a change in regime. You would need to have a plan in place, though. Without a proper government set up, we will fall into chaos. History says that much. Hmm. Look at what happened to Highclaw. So, Longreach is successful solely 
because of free labor. I wouldn't say solely. We were a prosperous town for many years, especially under King Daryl's rule, yeah. We have a pretty diverse industry here. We have the people at the monastery usually pumping out mass cure that is needed across the entire continent. We've got, aye, resources, I suppose, from the mine presently under forced labor. Um, we also have plenty of artisans in town. Like, I think Rengar, I, I don't know what led him to go down this path, but Longreach can prosper just fine. Maybe it's the palace that is solely relying on slave labor. You see, under the current system, everything goes through Rengar. He gets a cut of all of it. And while that would normally potentially be fine, obviously the people aren't happy. And when they aren't happy, well, a lot of businesses evacuated. And those that remained, well, he just keeps imprisoning people. He's gone mad. Nobody in town wants to be here, do they? Not the way it is now. Those of us who remember what it was like before, we love Longreach. It's a paradise. It's a perfect place to live, to raise a family. It's calm, it's beautiful, it's quiet. But right now, it's miserable. We need to give them faith that Longreach can be what it was. Gary puts his hands behind his back, one of them clawed and starts pacing around. Okay, so you suggest to make sure people in town don't leave and then establish trade and the rest the king? Something like that? I think it'd be wise. Listen, if I tell any of my men about what we're planning, word will get around to Rengar, so I have to play it cool. I won't be able to arrange the Garalin's loyalty I will, however, be able to maintain it once the deed is done. Who would normally become king when regicide occurs? Well, that's changed recently. When King Daryl stepped down, he appointed his right man to take his place. Much more official. However, when Theron died, it was sudden, unexpected. There wasn't a plan in place, so Rengar just kind of claimed the throne. Truly, we're not a proper kingdom anymore was supposed to be ruled by a court. Uh, his claim may not even be legitimate if you wanted to frame it that way. I see. But say Rengar dies of Maya flu. Who is planned to take his place? I suppose it might be me. Hmm. Then that's what we'll do. Very well. What is health like? In the lower, what did you call it? Lower hand district? The prison? Yeah. The underhand hold? Yeah. Conditions are not great for the people there. I won't lie, I don't get around to stepping down there very often, but I know food is scarce, as are resources. It's really just work. You'd be lucky to survive a year down there. Where do the sick go to be treated in Longreach? Usually the monastery. Of course, that's out of the question now, and it's part of the reason I feel the urgency to do something about this now. If something were to go wrong, if if the Meyer flu were to begin spreading around, or someone like yourself who needs desperate help, we have no way to get help, and King Judge Rengar just refuses to do anything about it. I've tried convincing him to help clear up the monastery. If 
For whatever reason, he seems uninterested. Um, Captain Logan, maybe you are familiar with treatment for Maya flu? Not particularly, I'm sorry. I figured. Mm. What about... And you see Strong stands up. He's been in the corner listening, but you see that he has been changing his bandage out and some of the the stagehands dressed in all black have been helping him with that. And he stands up and he says, Right, what about uh, what about the underhand hold? Uh, pardon me, Reclaimer Captain Logan. I... Uh, how many people would you estimate are down there? I don't have an exact number, but I would say somewhere in the low thousands. There is a lot of people. What if we were to somehow get into the hold and organize forces, bring them out? Do you think that might work? I think it'd be smarter to use the people who are already free. Keep in mind, the people in the hold are not doing well. They wouldn't be the strongest soldiers. No, they wouldn't. But there's thousands of them. And they have nothing left to lose. I don't see why it couldn't work. That would require you going to the hold. Yeah. Once you're in, I can't help you get out. What is the underhand hold? What is the entrance? What does the security look like? It's a mine under the Royal District. Very heavy security. We fight off outbreaks all the time. But are they ever organized? Not necessarily. Well, if we could get someone in there to plan, someone who knew that defense as well, with your help, Reclaimer Captain, then I don't see how this couldn't work. I'm not sold on the idea, but if you want to go that route, I suppose I can help in whatever way I can. Say we get most of the Undane Hall to fight back. Where will you be when we enter the palace? It depends on when you break out. My routine varies greatly, but if I can be prepared... I suppose I could be in the palace. I mean, on which side will you be? Yours. The side of the people of Longreach. And your soldiers may not follow. Not until the deed is done, I'm afraid. I will lose men if you choose to go this route. Mm. Wait, Ray. (coughs) Ray. And at this point, (laughs) Barnabas uh, uh, speaks up. He goes, (coughs) Ray, you were a lawyer, were you not? Yeah. Why not have a trial on behalf of all the people of Longreach? The people versus Judge King Rengar. So, you want to gather an army, but not to fight, just as a deterrent. Yeah. Okay. So this is what we'll do. We have to get all of the people in the Underhand District. Then, we have another team go to kidnap the king then the town square with our army we announce our intentions and force a trial right i like the sound of that okay so who's going to do what i guess they're both pretty dangerous jobs so should we do this one at a time or split into teams hey This is difficult. I'm used to working with much smaller groups. (laughs) Captain Logan, are there any Goralans who trust you no matter what? Who are loyal to you more than they are to Rengar? Because they would be a great help. 
I'm not willing to take that risk, I'm afraid. Sounds like a very lonely life, Captain Logan. He squints at you. Very well. And I suppose when we capture the king, Strunk, I don't know how healthy you feel. But if all we had to do was pull the king outside until someone snatched him up, that would be the best way. I've been working on something new. Perhaps a new form I could take. I could even potentially sneak in and out as a, as a different creature. Something that might go unnoticed. I could definitely help you arrange things. We'll need to get a lay of the palace, but um, I would like you waiting outside the palace to take the king. Certainly, Ray. I can do that. And I can help create a, a floor plan for you. I remember the inside of the Reach relatively well, and, uh, well, uh, I'm sure Reclaimer Captain Logan can point out any discrepancies between what I remember and what's there now. Okay. I plan to do this in one run. So, we'll start from the base, make our way into the Royal District, get into the Underhand District, then get to the palace and grab the king. Along the way, building an alliance with the people. I suppose, Ray, maybe we could head into town tomorrow and start seeing who might be willing to publicly go against Rengar. Publicly, but uh, in private. At the right time, (laughs) aye. So that way he doesn't notice the people slipping out from under his nose. Correct. If you're going to be sneaking around town, you're going to need either a disguise or you're going to need paperwork. I'm sure you can provide that, Captain Logan. He looks at you like kind of raises an eyebrow and goes, I suppose I could. So I'll be waiting for your paperwork. and That will make travel much easier now that the new very wealthy Ray G. Globamy, the author, has decided to take residence in the Royal District. I can certainly get her work permit for a renowned author, perhaps doing some study in town. Make things much simpler, don't you think, Captain? Well, here's the thing. The King needs to sign off on all work permits. You'll need to present yourself before Rengar. See. Since I'm in front of Rengar, why even bother with the permit? We could just take him there. If you're confident in your abilities to take him and all the guards. I am not worried about that, but uh, I want the people on my side first. So, we'll start with the author, Reiji Glopami, meeting the king, who will go around town talking to different people. That only leaves the underhand hold. Because I'm sure that's off-limits even to the Royal District people. Aye, but to be quite fair, the Reclaimers are rather race-happy. You could spend the day talking to the people in town, we can get them on our side. And then, when the time comes, maybe start a small fight or something. Get yourself arrested. We can speak to the people in the hold. I believe your friend here is strong, right? You're a druid, correct? Aye, that I am. He said if he could potentially find a way to sneak in in peace form and then communicate with all of you. Then head back out, be ready to snatch the king when you all bust out. So I get arrested. Alternatively, I suppose I could get myself arrested. Yeah. The people in the hold would probably already know me. They might have more confidence in me. Yeah. Yeah, Jorgen, you're a legend. And 
He looks to Captain Logan. Gotta make sure that uh, his equipment is in waiting for him on the inside. Right. Not that you should use it, but just in case. You certainly have a way with words, and you're a living legend. Surely they'll listen to you. Certainly. And that way, when we bring the king, you'll already be there waiting for us with the army. Hey, that sounds fabulous, actually. Yeah. I'm no stranger to being in a cell. <laughs> All right. This is good. Daddy, are we going to be... Are we going to be superheroes for the Oregon? <sighs> yeah, the superist. Hmm. I didn't realize you had a little one. Do you know how to fight, boy? Yeah. The boy yeah. will not be fighting. I could fight, Daddy. That my daddy is the best fighter in the whole land. I even did a fight on the bear. Did you now? Is that true, Ray? The bear. The bear. Um, I think he... Calvin, I believe that... Yes, yes, but... We're not trying to fight people, Calvin. I know, I'm just saying. I'm very powerful. I could be part of the plan. Ideally, there is no fight. But Calvin, you have the most important job. Really? You have to protect Mommy. Oh. Mommy needs to stay here. You see, Grizabeth kind of gives him a hug. And she goes, yeah, Jeremiah. I, uh, I, I need to be protected, okay? Daddy's going to be doing some important stuff. And I need you to be here to watch me, okay? I don't like to fight. Okay. Speaking of protection... Cast, listen up. But I was out watching the monastery. These fine folk and I ran into something monstrous. Logan, I don't know if you have any experience with some sort of shadowy, humanoid, murderous abomination. I'm afraid I'd need more information. Uh, right. You said you had run into them before, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Strong and I. Saw one the other day getting Bonhamus. There's this incredibly powerful shadow creature or, or creatures that uh, seem to run into me every now and then. And you made it out of this alive? Just barely. We lost a couple. Um, I don't know who they're fighting for, to be honest. Odd. I'll have to send a patrol out that way to investigate it. Yeah, we were coming from the monastery. And we ran into him. Oh, uh, about that. Ray, do, do you want to tell him? How it killed two Gralins? It did. It did. Hmm. I doubt that Rengar has anything to do with this. I would imagine that I would have been informed at some point. But it stands to reason you should all be well trained. I'll have to keep the Gralins extra sharp too. Well cast. Is anyone up for a late night rehearsal? And you hear, like, all the little uh, cast hands go, yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, my God, that'd be so much fun! Yeah! Yeah! Uh, here, folks, up on stage. And he opens the trap door, because you guys have been hiding under the stage the whole time in kind of the, the tech room there. And he pulls down the ladder, and he leads you all out and into, like, the house of the theater. We're halfway there. Two quarters. Wow. You dipped into your life savings for this? This 
This is the Halftime Ad with Nikki B. You've just won one million dollars. You've just won one dollar. Oh my god! Ugh, there's nothing good on TV anymore. What about the Golden Bachelor? No! I hate reality TV. I want drama. I want intrigue. A compelling mystery. A seemingly insurmountable challenge. Mysterious strangers. And mythic monsters. All set in the world of the Witcher. Yeah. Wait, what? The Witcher? What? No, we just finished Hexing Tide. Check. Okay. The Witcher number one. Aardvark Avarice. Geraldo, Rolf, Andrea, and Ralgar aim to sign up for Claremont's tournament by any means necessary. How did I miss this? And the first episode is available for free at patreon.com slash Trimbus again? Well, we gotta check this out. If you're paying attention, you can see his hand moves in a very particular way and glows white just slightly. And Geraldo, as you're looking into this drunk man's eyes, his eyes kind of flash white as well. I stole an aardvark? I gotta stop drinking, man. Yeah, you do. And now you're gonna come apologize to the nice ladies you stole it from. Okay, yeah. Where's the aardvark I stole? Right here. And he, like, puts his hat because he's really drunk. So he's gonna reach behind him and, like, gesture for Ralph to hand him the aardvark <laughs> as he reaches behind. He goes, Oh my god, it's so cute. Why would I do that? I don't know. Look, its nose is bleeding. Oh my god, did I do that? You did. Oh my god! And he starts like crying over the aardvark, and you're gonna have to lead him, man. Like he's sloppy. Yeah, I take him. I take him by the shoulder, and okay. we start walking like, back towards the sisters. I can't. I love animals. I can't believe I did this. He's before. okay. He's okay. And he's like fucking sobbing, and you see Kethwin, and she's like, "Oh my god, you you found him!" Yeah, he was just down the road. Oh my god, you! Did you steal him? And the man is like, Yeah, I did, I'm so sorry! And she like snaps her fingers. That slaps. Oh boy, I can't wait to dig into this. <laughs> if y'all need me, I'll be listening to The Witcher, along with all my best buddies. 
Jerry Bonitados, Queso Loco, Claire Jean Kelly, November Sky, John Mitchell, Greta Benier, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Connie on DVD, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walton, Denny Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Twiglets, Joanna, Wes Berger, Stan Sitzman, Scrambles the Death Dealer, Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesnard, Ruth Anatos, Morgan Lawson, Trip, Wilhelmina Fox, Stoner Panda, Melissa Rain, Hensational, Aaron Servania, Butts of Plenty, The Lone Trumpeter, Uvula Nutria, Normally Me, Dane Kohlhoff, and Loon. Alright, let's press play. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so, please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi Western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I hope that we can resolve this peacefully. None of us want to hurt anyone. But, if something were to happen, I'd like for you all to be prepared. Uh, pray, Andrew here is a skilled bard. I mean, the man literally has magic fingers. Uh, he's like gesturing, and you turn and you see there's a scrawny little guy waving his fingers with a lilac glow. <laughs> he's been instrumental to just about every musical we've put up. Uh, don't get me started on springtime for Tiamat. But... <laughs> He's been an essential asset to training the crew by uh, helping to set the scene. Andrew. And you see Andrew takes a seat by a church organ and begins playing the keys. As he does, you see a lilac mage hand protrude from his back and plucks on a harp. He begins to sweat and focus as he adds more instruments to the mix with more mage hands. And the composition starts to grow. And as it does, you see the landscape on stage transform from a barren wooden platform to a lush rainforest. You hear birds chirping, rain patters on the ground. And then, out of nowhere, an enormous Titanoboa-sized basilisk lunges out towards the audience, fangs bared. <laughs> Calvin, Silas, Solara, and even Barnabas scream and take cover behind their seats. <laughs> and Andrew lifts his hands off the instruments and it all disappears. 
And as he does, you see everything on the stage goes blank. Back to just a bare wooden stage. He says, Ray claps. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you start clapping, and then a couple other people go, yeah. So, if you can think of it, chances are Andrew can conjure it. Great way to get some fighting practice in without putting yourself in harm's way. Hmm. Andrew can do more than that. Andrew can distract. What? You just made an entire world right in front of us. Oh, sorry. The um, the magic of the theater, really. I mean, you talk about it, right? The magic of the theater. It's just, it, it kind of really works best here. It's kind of built with all of this in mind. But I can definitely help, you know, like when the time comes. Where did you learn to do that? Was that a... Uh... Um, pressed digitation. Or uh, it, it's a, it's a mixture. I was a I was at General uh, Magical Music Studies over at LRU. You gotta teach me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I can I can totally teach you a few tricks. Uh, I'm no, level no one worry. conjuration <laughs> wizard. Oh, only level one? I can I can give you a few levels at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I want to practice. I want to do that. And at this point, Strong steps forward and says. Speaking of practice, so if we were to get more information on this abomination, do you think we can train to figure out a way to bring it down? I don't see why we couldn't. You think there's another one on the way? Do you think there's just one? Do you think it was following us? Um, I don't know, but um, it doesn't seem loyal to either side, so maybe we just use it against Longreach. It's a good distraction, too. I'm not sure it's that important right now. Well, regardless, I think we could all use a little practice before uh, potentially storming the castle tomorrow, eh? Ideally, we don't need to raise a finger, or at least the army won't. Right. But sure, we can rehearse. Okay. Yay! Like everyone, they, you you were like turning down the idea, and everyone was just kind of sitting in their seats, like awkwardly. And the moment you say, "Sure, we can rehearse," they all go, "Yes!" <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, so who's up first? And Yargan turns to Calvin, goes, "Jeremiah, absolutely not." <laughs> Miss Angelina, I assure you, it's totally safe. Ray, um, you. Sh- Sure, Yarkin. Oh, absolutely no harm whatsoever. It's totally safe. It's purely illusory. Oh. <clears throat> Jeremiah, won't you please embark on your adventure for your missing dog? Uh, can my daddy come with me? He, like, looks out. He, like, everyone's staring at him as he stood up from his little seat. And he's kind of darting his eyes from you back to like the house back to you and i captain ray will accompany you okay and he runs up the steps and onto the stage Uh, and andrew goes okay so what's your preferred weapon jeremiah uh fork (laughs) okay a fork and uh i guess ray what do you What's a good starting opponent for him, do you think? Um, Jorgen, what, what do you think? Why don't we start the lad with something small, hey? Maybe a, uh, I don't know, a bat. Ray shrugs. Sure. Okay, a bat it is. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he starts playing music and is like, okay. And you see the landscape begin to transform. All of a sudden, from where you're standing on the stage, it looks like a big, drippy cavern. And you hear squeaks from off in the corners. You're... Jorgen leans toward the stage and like whispers to you and he says, why don't you give the lad some pointers? Uh, he's looking a little nervous. And you see Calvin is holding the fork and his hand is trembling. And he says, okay, daddy, I'm ready to fight the bat. Okay. Uh, don't worry so much about chasing the bat. Let it come to you. That way you don't have to work so hard, right? Okay. Work smarter, not harder. Okay. When the f- bat comes at you, just poke it in the face. So I, I don't have to run to it? I don't have to charge in? Right, because you'll be more tired and you might miss. Oh, so I should just hold the fork out and wait for him to get hurt? Well, he'll try to bite you. And when he comes to bite you, yeah, you poke him back. So he doesn't bite you. Okay, do I let him bite me or no? No, Cal, I probably won't. Wouldn't want the bat to bite you. Okay. Don't let it. And as you say, don't let it, you see from one of the... Like, it looks like there's just a cavern on the stage. Like, the tunnels look like they could go on forever. And you hear... (laughs) And you hear the little flapping as a bat comes out of the cavern. And you hear all of the stage crew go... (gasps) And Calvin goes... Okay, my name is Jerma, and I have a fork, and you have my dog! And you see Andrew kind of takes note of that, and a mage hand comes out and, like, hits a cymbal on a drum set, but instead of a cymbal noise, you hear a (laughs) And Calvin rolls for initiative. The bat comes barreling out at him first. And it is going to make an attack as it seems to echolocate him. And it comes flying at him, fangs open for one point of damage. And Calvin goes, ow, ow, ow. He's shaking his hand and you see the bat has latched onto his forearm and is just kind of biting him. He goes, ow, ow. However, he then gets a 15 as he stabs into the bat with a fork. <laughs> and he just keeps stabbing at it with the fork and then holds it up and you just see a dead bat impaled on it. <laughs> and then the music stops, the bat disappears, the fork disappears, and you see the bite marks where he had like kind of the fang marks in his forearm uh, close up and they're gone. And all of the theater kids start going. Uh, Ray runs to Calvin. Uh, are you all right? That's weird, like it hurt, but now it doesn't. Yeah, Ray grabs his uh, arm to look at it. Yeah, it looks like nothing ever happened to him. Oh, okay. Elizabeth is like right behind you. She goes, oh cow, my little baby. She's kissing his forearm up and down. And then he kind of like pulls it away and he goes, mommy, I'm a bit strong guy. I think that's uh, enough for today. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for attending Jeremiah's stage debut. Um, he will be taking no further questions at this time. And she like picks him up over her shoulder and carries him off to a seat. <laughs> Okay. 
And then Jorgen gets up and he starts calling up different members. One by one, you see different members of the cast go up for a sparring match as you sit in the audience with Grisabeth and Cal. And during one of the fights, Jorgen actually comes over to you and he says, Ray, just a moment, if you don't mind. And like the lights are dim. It's, it's kind of like you're watching a show. <laughs> He's like looking over his shoulder and he goes, I'm still not sure how much I fully trust Reclaimer Captain Logan. I need us to be prepared for a worst case scenario tomorrow. Right. Well, what's, um, what do you think is worst case scenario? Worst case, I think. Maybe Reclaimer Captain Logan beats us to the punch and uh, tries to take us out or tries to throw everyone here in the dungeon. I doubt he'd try to kill us straight away, but the people at the prison might be ready for us. Okay. Well, I didn't want to really say in front of everybody, but before I thought of the master plan, I did think of something a little more uh, sinister. Let's hear it. If there was a way to bring the plague to the king, he could be taken out without, uh, without it being traced back to us. That's a... Oh, Lord. It's certainly clever, but it's potentially very dangerous. Yeah, that would be a desperate move, but it would probably just put Captain Logan in charge and then nothing would change, huh? That's why I like the idea of an election. Why wouldn't he just, um, have all the Gorellans come now? I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. I don't fully distrust him because if he just wanted to arrest us all, he'd do it right now. But I also don't necessarily trust him because if all he wanted was to take out Rengar then he could probably do that himself with a couple of trusted reclaimers there has to be someone he trusts right I mean yeah the Gorallans live a really good life while he would gain is to be king right mm. unless there's something else that we're not factoring in here yeah actually why does he care about the fairness he says it's for the people, and to be fair, he has been around for a long time. It could be honest. It could also be a load of bullshit. Mm. All I'm saying is you need to be ready, and I'd rather leave it in your hands to get my gear to me if we need it. <sighs> well, let's delegate that to someone else. Uh, Strong seems like he's very capable. Yeah, he can bring things in and out. Um... Like I said, I wanted him there for when I grabbed the king, but let's talk to Strunk. Let's want to hear about what kind of animals he's got in his pocket. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go up. And you see one of the fights is just finished, and Jorgen goes up to, like, pick the next person. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he just kind of leaves you alone for the rest of the time. As you see, Reclaimer Captain Logan is still, he's, like, standing at the back of the theater mm -hmm. with his, like, arms crossed over his chest watching this the whole time. But for the next maybe hour or two, you see people go up and one by one, they go up for fights. Some take on smaller creatures like wolves or jaguars. Others are a bit more ambitious, going for bears, massive serpents. One person even tries to take on a giant sandworm, uh, but they last a grand total of about 10 seconds. Then Stronk is actually finishing up a match with a griffin. He seems to be doing a lot better. He has his eagle form. You also see him shift through a couple of new forms in this fight that you haven't seen yet. You see him shift into a rat 
to kind of hide and get the best on the griffin. And then he tries shifting into a bear, but he isn't able to hold that for very long. And actually, he ends up kind of losing footing there. And the griffin gets the better of him. It ends in a bit of a tie match where they both look like they would have killed each other collectively. Mm -hmm. But the illusion ends and he is fine. And at this point, Reclaimer Captain Logan walks up from the back of the theater and goes, Not bad. Could use a lot of work. But you've got an okay foundation to start from. He looks at Calvin. You might even be a real fighter one day, little man. I don't see you fighting, big boy. My daddy could kick your ass, Cap Jeremiah. And Grizabeth smacks him on the back of the head. Ow. You're being very disrespectful, son. It's true. No- he's, he's, been, he's been making fun of me. No. Boy has a point. What do you say, Ray? Why don't we ever go at it? Go at what? He gestures to the stage. You and me? Yes. Well, I'm, uh, I need to recover. I had that run-in with the, uh, abomination. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he, like, smirks at you with a very, like, shit-eating grin. No worries. I, um, curious, though. You know, you're a growling. You live pretty well here. Why are you so concerned about the uh, welfare of those less fortunate? This is my home. Those are my people. I care about their well-being. But why, Yin? You said you're not close to anyone. Doesn't mean I don't care. I've lived here all my life. Ray just kind of looks back at the stage. All right, well. You look around the room and you realize that at this point pretty much everyone is gone. Oh. And Jargon stands up and goes, Anyone else? Any requests before we maybe pack it in for the night? Try to get some rest? Get ready for tomorrow? Right, so tomorrow I'm going to become an author and um, you're going to jail or labor camp. Aye, so here's the plan. You meet me by the front gates. I'll escort you to the king. I'll say that we've had previous conversations. Meanwhile, Jargon. I trust you can come up with something to get yourself arrested. Well, I suppose, yeah, I I can come up with something. Very well. Any questions? Mm, I guess that's everything. Good luck, Mr. Globamy. Good luck, Captain Logan. I'll see you then. And he kind of crouches down a little bit and then takes up with those big wings and, like, flies out of the theater. Through the roof or something? No, no, no. Like, he, like, sideways, like, flies out around to, like, the front. (laughs) We gotta get that squared away with you and Strong. That, uh, how exactly he's gonna get your stuff in. (sighs) Strong. And Jorgen is kind of having a look. He goes, okay, everyone just, uh, get set up for bed and hang tight. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. Uh, so, what's going on? Right, so, um, we don't quite fully trust Reclaimer Captain Logan. I'll have my gear that I have on me tomorrow, but my real weapons, all of the things I really need, I want to leave with you, see if you can bring in. Uh, I can certainly try, yes. Ray, are you certain about this, getting this done tomorrow? What do you mean? I'm just asking. I have full confidence in you, but... Something's making me nervous. To be perfectly honest, yeah, Ray, I I don't know. I just have a weird bad feeling. Is it because we can't exactly trust Captain Logan? I guess so. 
I, it's weird. I feel really good about it, but I also feel really terrible about it. I could see this being a beautiful place for us to stay, Ray. I do too. But I just don't want anything to happen to you. Well, um, yeah. Nothing is gonna happen to Daddy. Daddy is very strong and powerful. He could kick anybody ass. Jeremiah! <clears throat> and she smacks him on the back of the head again. Little Tommy Wiseau is right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. I want you to sneak that gear in and out, and I would like you to help me capture the king. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's possible when I go to the front gate, I'll just be thrown into the labor camp if Captain Logan is not on our side. I suppose I can try and prepare everyone in the prison as best as I can. Right. And I might be able to escape capture. Um, I might not. Is there anything we can do to better equip you for tomorrow? Hey, um, Angelina. Yeah? I gave you a potion, but I might need it now. Okay. I have uh, these two left from a friend of mine. And he holds up the green and purple potion from Ostergon. Right. I'm not sure what they do, but I keep them around for when I get in a pinch. Why don't we get that appraised tomorrow, then? You can go to potions and lotions in the square. Okay, and last thing, I need to actually somewhat look like an author. I, um, I don't know. The good news is, we have a whole wardrobe department here. <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a look. <laughs> okay, just this way. And he takes you backstage into one of the wings and through a door, and you just see, like, the whole costume shop just racks. They are two level racks, so there's, like, the hanging rack at eye level, and then, like, a little sliding ladder on each rack that leads you to uh, a second rack higher up on the ceiling. And he goes, so what kind of fit are we looking for here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Globamy? Let's see. I've already got my glasses. Oh, I'd like to see you in a little vest, like a little like tweed vest. That'd be really cute. Yeah, and it's a little friendly looking like um, Mr. Bodger's. Oh my God, Mr. Bodger's Swamperhood. <laughs> what a lovely little program. I love reading those books. Oh my God. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, how's this? And he pulls out like a little Sherlock Holmes cap and he goes, how do you feel about this? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, right here. Look, I got you a little a little suit jacket with a little vest. Oh, I was going to keep my uh, coat of elemental resistance over this, you know. Oh, well, that's kind of cute, too. You know, that's fine. Uh, okay. It's a bit of a mix of uh, styles. It's eccentric, which is what I'm kind of going for. I think what we need is to accessorize. And she starts looking through these little drawers and she goes, okay, Gary, I love your little rectangular glasses, but what about these little round ones? Look, you look so sophisticated. You look like an opulent. And she puts these little like perfectly round glasses on the tip of your nose. Oh, but I'm actually, he takes off his glasses and he realizes that he can see even better mm-hmm. now yeah. without them. Wow. How does that? Wow. He takes the round glasses and takes them on and off. Like, There's no prescription on these, right? No, they're, they're just proper glasses. Great. Uh, Angelina, I can see. What? He takes them on and off, on and off. But you're astigmatism, Gary. <laughs> 
I mean, <clears throat> right. It's really weird. Oh, that's great. Huh. Do you think it has to do with your, with your condition? I think so. But um, this is great. I feel like I can see even better than before. Those glasses were holding me back. And then a little hand pops up in your face and you look down and Calvin is holding up a pocket watch. And he goes, here you go, Daddy, to put in your vest so you look very sophisticated. Oh, brilliant. Just brilliant. And he checks the time on the watch. Uh, it is very clearly dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say it's a sentimental uh, thing. Yeah, I, I, sorry, there are props. Well, you're looking pretty good. Okay, anything else? Fancy shoes? Oh, right here, look at these crocodile leather. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. And uh, some pants here, I don't know. Well, I mean, you could be pantsless if you want, Mr. Glubberbee. Hey, here. And he holds out some pants that match your vest. Right. Got everything I need. He's patting all his gear. And while he's patting, just out of curiosity, he's going to check his eye mail. Okay, yeah. As you do, you're removing things from your, like, actual clothing and putting them into your new costume clothing, making sure you're all padded up, you're loaded. Uh, And as you pull the eye mail out, you see that there's a message on it. And you see in handwriting that you don't necessarily recognize, you see, Jessica's been arrested. I know where Hagatha is. Dash Monique. Gary freezes, like just staring at the paper. He just freezes, still like a statue. You gotta read that to me again. I don't even believe it. Jessica's been arrested. I know where Hagatha is. Dash Monique. What is it? What is it, Ray? What is it? Um. Uh, Gary quickly like puts the eye mail away. He's like, "Oh, I, I'll tell you later." Okay. No time for that now. Hey, sh- should I give you two the room? Um, Sorry, I-, I don't mean to intrude. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, is there anything left that we gotta take care of? We're still on. We're still on. I just did some. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, Jorgen says, I'll, "I'll just give you a moment. I'll, I'll be out in the house." And he walks out. Gary shows the letter to Grizabeth. Oh my god! What? What do you think happened? Grizz, I... Fuck. I don't know when this was even sent. I've been so busy. Grizz, I have evidence against Jessica. They don't have it right now. If she really is arrested. What do you have? I have her journals. She fucking... She, she, she confesses to everything in them. Oh my God, Gary, we gotta, we gotta be able to do something about this, right? I know, but we're caught up in all this drama. Mm. I need, I, I need to at least get it to the guys or, or, or to the court or something. <sighs> I don't know what to do. Um, I don't even know if I could trust Monique. Right, right. It could be a trap too. This, I don't recognize the handwriting, so I don't think it's Thomas or Jessica's. Could be that, um, no, but why would he lie to me? Oh, the cruise guy? Yeah, but why would he lie to me? They did send you that letter from from your mom, maybe. I mean, why would they, they wouldn't be hunting you, right? But I guess Thomas did try to hunt us down. I need to get this, I need to mail it or send someone I can trust to find them. Maybe. (sighs) Maybe the someone from our tribe. Um, 
The triplets, Jessica, Yemik. You, you want to send them away? Shit. Um. All right, I'm gonna have to write something. I know it's um. Yeah, I'm gonna have to write something. I'm not gonna say where I am, but I need to know where the boys are, and I can send them this, maybe. Okay, okay. Okay. Ah, uh, he takes out the rubber pen. He's gonna write to Thomas and Cruise Guy. <laughs> if this is true, where are you? Dash Gary. It takes a few minutes, and then eventually you see a response, and it says, The boys don't have the pads. I have them all. I'm in Malawin Shores. She's here. Dash Monique. Malawin Shores. That was, um, what the hell was Malawin Shores? Was that, was I there? <laughs> Roll a history check with disadvantage as your memories have started to fade. The first time rolling dice all game. <laughs> <laughs> Critical fail. You have no idea. Like, Mallowan Shores, even though you clearly have heard this name at some point, it is no longer ringing a bell at all. Mallowan Shores. I have to look at a map. I thought I went there. Is that before Rabbit Cove? I don't know much, Carrie. Isn't that somewhere on the West Coast? Mallowan Shores. I can't remember. Shit. Um, where are the boys? Some time passes, and then you get back. Not sure. Left them in Opula. Got called by Hagatha to do some work. Where is Hagatha? Malawin Shores. Where is Jessica? Court of the Northern Isles. Locked up. Court of Northern Isles? That one I definitely have not heard of. Don't even know if I can trust Monique. Boys, she left at Opula, so she doesn't even know where they are. Crap. Okay, maybe I can send one to the court of the Northern Isles. Um, yeah. What is Hagatha doing in Mallowan Shores? She lives there. Hmm. And erase, erase, erase everything. Uh, yeah, every time you erase something, like, Monique starts helping you, because it gets erased faster. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, well, that's promising. I can at least afford to send one of those books. I'm gonna write some. I'm gonna let her know. What do you think, Chris? I don't know. Everything is making me nervous today, Geary. But Jessica really is arrested. We gotta, we gotta do something, right? She killed Dot. Wait. Yeah. We don't have all the information here. Hold on. Why was Jessica arrested there's like a long pause you see like sometimes she starts to write something and then erases it like she's not sure how to like word it and she goes mission went wrong period hagatha wants me to clean up mess gary erases i'm gonna need more details i'm not fully certain hagatha sent her out period something went wrong she got caught. Where are you? Question mark. Gary erases everything. Says, has Jessica gone to trial? No. Will she go on trial? Yes. When? Not sure. Working on that myself. Hagatha wants her dead. Oh. Gary erase, erase, erase. Yeah, she erase, She like puts it and she doesn't even wait for you to start erasing. She erases that last part after like 
10 seconds. Jessica doesn't work with Hagatha anymore, question mark? Too many mistakes. Hagatha is tying up loose ends. This could lead us to the LLC. Could use your help. And then after a minute, says, need to find a way to tell the boys as well. Oh, shit. Okay. Very serious. What are the boys up to? Question mark. Not sure. Last I checked, investigating other LLC members. Race, race, race. What is LLC? Can we meet? No, but maybe I can help. She says, okay, Hagatha's organization, they are in control of the courts. And then she erases that like super fast. Um, including Northern Isles, question mark? Not that one. Okay. Race, race, race. I have evidence against Jessica. Where can I pick up? He writes, let me think, dot, dot, dot. Maybe I can send somebody. What's a good place? Someone at Green Barrow, maybe? Um, I guess it would be. It would take a while to get there unless we're flying or something. What's unknown? We're not really any that near any known areas, are we? I guess long reach. We could send it to a neighboring town, maybe, or leave it here somewhere. I don't. I hate her to have to move so far away. I'd rather meet her halfway, maybe. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can send it to our neighbor Mike. You know. She says, "Let me get back in touch when I know more." Are you safe? No. Giant shadow abominations after me. Would you know anything about that? We saw one in East Orgea. So not working for you, question mark. Not that I know of. Oh, maybe to Opula. Send something to Opula for her to pick up? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'll get somebody in town to send a book. Okay. Where is your office? She writes 24 Monaghan Way, Brookhaven. I will send one journal, which equal sign confession. She draws a little thumbs up next to what you're writing. <laughs> along with <laughs> corresponding book published by Jessica. She draws a heart next to that one. Thank you. We'll keep you updated be careful, Hagatha always watching. Understood. You too. Hopefully this helps keep Jessica locked up. She says, thanks, and then writes, keep an eye out for these people. Please let me know if you find anything. And then she writes out a list of names for you. Shit, get a paper, get a paper. We can't lose okay, these. Okay, 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 okay. She, she pulls out like a little legal pad, but like the tiny ones. And she goes, okay. And then you see the names. Hagatha Christie. Obviously. <laughs> Saxon Brunt. Reginald Figglesbottom. Millie. Zephrine Thistle. And Wrythe. And then that immediately gets erased. And she writes, got it? Question mark. You got that, Chris? You got that all down? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. Right, I'll write back. Got it. Okay, be safe. Okay. We need to, uh, mail 
these books to someone in town. He's going to pull out Deadly Flirtation with the corresponding journal. Okay. Oh, sh- did you write the address? Yep, I got it. Okay, okay. I could be a little secretary or something, or like a, a court reporter. She grabs a hat from the costume shop and puts it on with a pencil behind <laughs> her ear. Yeah, you're going to need uh, some kind of disguise for tomorrow morning. So How about this? And she puts on like a traditional, like, very like sus dude at the tavern like cloak yeah totally inconspicuous yeah okay lot to do tomorrow yeah yeah clearly oh god gary gary just promise me whatever happens tomorrow you'll be safe you do the same yeah okay do you think we should go get some rest absolutely i'm still feeling uh the hits from the last fight all right Let's, uh, let's go get some shut-eye. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbaha. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show, or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father! You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on?! I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.